Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this here land of lunacy, I hope that you are paying attention to what is happening in our skies and that you are aware of how space weather and astronomy and astrology are affecting you directly and personally. (laughs) So I'm going to read a little bit from this cosmopolitan.com article about the lunar eclipse full moon Taurus <laughs> happened this morning. It just so explains a lot. I'm sure I was affected for a couple days in advance of this thing. Um, all right. I'm not going to read this article, but I'm going to read a couple sentences from it. Uh, let's see who wrote it so I could give credit. Um, Written by six. Um, okay, I guess that's her name. S I X. Speaking of chaotic, um, <laughs> oh man, I hope her parents didn't have six children and name them after numbers. That would be trippy. Although, it might make a funny movie. Um, anyway. (laughs) Alright. Two things happened early this morning at at 3 o'clock, 3.57 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. God, that makes so much sense, too, for when it even happened. Um, alright, so the moon rules over intention... I mean, intuition and emotions. And the moon is in the fixed sign Taurus, and it's in opposition to the sun, which is in fixed sign Scorpio. So the planetary alignments can um, affect us sometimes, especially if you are a Scorpio or a Taurus specifically, the planetary alignments call for us to take stock of what assets, resources, and strengths that we have developed, um, these specific ones. Okay. So we might be inclined to hold on to certain experiences, people, and memories that we've been accumulating over the years. So according to the astrologer, and co-founder of the Nova Network, um, her name is Tai, T-A-I. Uh, she says, uh, or maybe it's he, I don't know. A Tai can be, I think it can be either way. <clears throat> um, anyway, they say chaos is simply a catalyst for radical change to manifest in our lives. Just like the Big Bang, if you allow your evolution to unfold, a beautiful universe will emerge. So what it says in this article basically is just 
go ahead and let go. That's what this moon is about. This lunar, full moon, lunar eclipse. So it's a full moon right when there's eclipse, obviously, because you cannot have an eclipse uh, without it being a full moon. At least, you know, so that's weird. Um, The... It says the universe will help your hand release its grip and you'll let go of what's no longer intended to stay in your life at this time. So, all right, that's helpful. Um, ish, (laughs) right. Uh, I think it's talking about emotional stuff. It could be physical stuff, but, um, yeah, if, yeah, if you're in a, uh, fixed sign, this is going to maybe affect you more um, than if you're not. But this is a mutable energy. The mutable energy from this eclipse will challenge us to move towards new networks and the great unknown. (laughs) I don't know what that means, the great unknown. But don't force anything, um, you know, when there are eclipses, just she says, smile and approach the universe with an open mind and a sense of wonder. And I agree with that. Um, all right. So if we go over to the, um, almanac.com yield farmers almanac over here, uh, we're going to talk about this moon, which is called the beaver moon and lunar eclipse. So they talk about the eclipse a little bit, but not in <laughs> the astrology way. <laughs> They're very scientific over there at the almanac, but it's kind of a conservative thing, but I like their roundups on the moons. So, uh, So I guess it says that the, uh, the full beaver moon reached peak illumination yesterday in the wee hours of the morning, um, you know, today. And so last night, late, late last night, and then on through the wee hours of the morning today, it was a full moon. The beaver moon, um, will be plunged into an eclipse Friday morning. As you know, I just said that a couple times. All right. Um, I'm trying to read this without reading it, you know, um, copyright issues and all that. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, they're saying just after sunset. So the the moon might still look full right now. Um, when you get this over there in California, (laughs) it'll still be nighttime on Friday by the time I'm releasing this. Um, anyway, uh, this year you're getting a partial lunar eclipse. They keep saying the same thing over and over again. So 98% of the moon will be covered by earth's shadow at the height of the eclipse. And during a lunar eclipse, the moon, sun, and earth stand in line with the moon, the earth in the middle, causing the planet's shadow to be cast onto the moon. This gives the moon a reddish coppery hue with the nickname blood moon (laughs) 
But is this moon truly a blood moon? And there's an article there if you want to check it out on almanac.com. Uh, all right, so this near total lunar eclipse will be visible from for most of North America. Well, okay, we it's already passed, so by the time I'm recording this, it's already done. So why is it called the beaver moon? Okay, well, for decades, as you know, the almanac has referenced um, the names of full moons that have ties to, you know, European folklore, folklore, Native American, and colonial American. Folklore. I can't say it. Folklore. Folklore. No. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Folklore. It's, it doesn't sound right to me. It sounded almost right the first time, and then no, after that. <laughs> All right. Um, I just woke up from a three-hour nap. Um... I was awake all day, which is, I guess, you know, I, I guess I needed it. Yesterday I slept all day, so my sleep cycles have been off. I've been really just dragging <laughs> all week from being sick last weekend. Um, I think it came back, or maybe it's allergies. It's pretty bad allergies though if that's all it is <laughs> um, so anyway uh, traditionally every full moon is applied to the entire lunar month in which it occurred and through all the moon's phases not only the full moon so, so not only just today but this whole month is the beaver moon month so it's not just one day it's the whole month um the reason it's called the beaver moon is this is the time of year when beavers take to um, shelter in their lodges and they have laid up sufficient stores of food for the long winter ahead. So they start to basically live in the dams that they have built. And during the time of the fur trade in North America, it was a season that you could trap beavers for their thick winter ready pelts. Um, I'm glad that they don't do that anymore. I have uh, touched a beaver pelt <laughs> and they're very thick and warm and soft and it made me very sad for the beaver. Um, I don't believe in wearing fur just for the record, but I did go with my kids into a fur store once and we pet all the furs. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. I said, only use the back of your hands. You're not allowed in here if you have candy. I told my son, <laughs> if your hands are sticky, <laughs> you're not allowed in here. So, <laughs> but I said, you could pat, you could pat the back, you know, with the back of your hand. That's cool. You don't put oils on the coats. And the lady was chasing us around the store trying to get us to leave. Because <laughs> we just wanted to pet the coats. <laughs> we weren't serious about buying. It was pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, that was a random wild memory. Whew. Speaking of collecting memories. <laughs> that way I think I'll keep. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the alternative uh, November moon names are the digging or scratching moon. I guess that's if you have a jock itch. <laughs> or athlete's foot at this time. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh shit, that's actually. <laughs> oh, sometimes I slay myself. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Anyway, uh, (laughs) the digging or scratching moon is a slingit name. It evokes the image of animals foraging for foraging for fallen nuts and shoots of green foliage and of bears digging their winter dens. I thought they just found caves. Did they do they dig their winter dens? Why did I not know that before right now? Or maybe I did know and I just forgot. That's weird. Anyway, um, the Dakota and Lakota term deer rutting moon refers to the time when deer are seeking out their mates. And the Algonquin whitefish moon describes the spawning time for this fish. Now, in references to the seasonal change of November, this moon has been called the Frost Moon by the Cree and the Assiniboine peoples. Also, they call it the Frost Moon. And the Freezing Moon by the Anishinaabe for good reason because winter is right around the corner. So, this is the Freezing Moon from after today, boy. It's going to get cold in the Northern Hemisphere, which means tomorrow it's going to be hot (laughs) for me here in South America. It's actually going to get up to 83 degrees here on the coast. I'm kind of excited about that. I like it when it's a little warmer out. Um, All right, so there's not much else to tell about this, but anyway, so that kind of lays the groundwork for this other stuff. So we had... A bunch of basically um, oh gosh I accidentally clicked on YouTube <laughs> I shut down the page and it automatically goes over to YouTube and that means we may hear music in a second um, <laughs> and the music I was playing to sleep to alright so this week has been energetically um at least for me, it's been extremely rough, like so intense, like all the memories have been flooding me, um, from things that happened in the past. Even my friend Laurent, I talked to him quite often and he told me that all week long, there has been this crazy energy from you know, around him that, that made him like really emotional and really upset about shit that happened in the past that he hasn't thought about in 20 years, (laughs) you know, (laughs) things that really, you know, he thought he was over. It was in the past and now here it comes again, you know, and it's, um, really, it's been really, really rough. It's been rough for me too. Um, you know, I've like, for the most part, I thought I had gotten rid of things from my past that, you know, really upset me. The big events, of course, and little events, you know, keep coming up into my mind so I could clear them. Okay. You know, oh yeah. That one time I yelled at the old lady at the post office who 
couldn't wait two seconds for me to put a stamp. So she got out of her car while we're in the car line to scream at me. You know, that came up this week again. I think it came up for me a couple of years ago. I think I mentioned it on the show then. It's like, I felt really guilty later. I screamed at her like, really like, I was just like, I told her she could wait her turn. <laughs> and that by her getting out of the car and really infuriating me, she's costing herself even more time. And I could have actually, you know, put the stamp on the envelope and licked it and put it in the slot already. I was just so mad though. I was just like, you know, she's like, I'm like, just because you're old doesn't mean that you're going to make me go faster here. I really need to get this mailed because it was like something I had to pay. It was like a serious bill or something. And anyway, I just, I should not have done it. I should have stopped. I should have gotten out of the car. I should have, um, walked into the post office. But what happened was I had forgotten I had the mail. I was just being really lame. I just, I was just such a lame on this day. I had been working really hard and, and I, I took a turn to go to the coffee shop and I took a wrong turn and I ended up in the wrong parking lot and I ended up to get out of the parking lot. I had to go through the mail line. And while I was in the mail line, I was like, Oh shit, I got something to mail and it wasn't ready. And I just said, screw it. I got it ready in the mail line. And I made people wait like, I don't know, three minutes or something. And then I yelled at this lady for getting out of her car. And I think she called me a bitch. I think she was like, she was all kinds of out of control. And I matched her energy basically. And maybe she wasn't. And maybe that was my perception too. I don't know. Anyway, this thing came up again this week and it was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. If, if I'm going to go to hell for anything I've done in this life, that might be one thing I go to hell for. <laughs> Yelling at an elderly person. Uh, you know, it's not one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not yell at random strangers that are elderly. I mean, that's not a commandment. It really isn't. But, uh, God bless her. She's probably dead by now. <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of years. Hopefully she's alive and kicking still and yelling at other people. But... <laughs> Oh, that was one of the things, one of the days I regret because I always try to pay forward everything in my life with kindness and love. And that was one day I just had snapped. It was like, you know what? Everyone's getting my wrath today. (laughs) You know, I know everyone's had these days where it was just like, you get in my way. You're getting a good, good dose of that anger, baby. (laughs) And normally I'm very sweet and happy, laughing, joking, you know, going around the world normal, you know, for me singing, you know, I sing it at, um, (laughs) if it's elevator music or or at the grocery store, you know, um, I sing to that music. I don't give a shit. Sometimes I downright dance you know (laughs) I'm usually a very happy person so it was very rare very weird for me to be in such a bad mood (laughs) and uh, I was going through the divorce and all that but that's not an excuse you never should yell at old people but I did and oh well fuck howdy (laughs) it was just (laughs) it was just one of those days wrong place wrong time sorry to be her but she was extremely rude and impatient to get out of her car and come and she like knocked on my window and she started yelling and she said, 
people are here waiting and I'm like yeah you're gonna be waiting more because you know duh anyway (laughs) because now you've done this now this is what it comes to should I get out of my car should we have a fight like come on what the hell you're in a car line get back in your car you don't get out of your car if you're in line at you know Arby's and you're trying to get your sandwich through the damn window right you don't get out of your car then. You don't get out of your car at the post office. That's the worst place to get out of your car. <laughs> People go postal at the post office. <laughs> oh, God. I'm. It, that was just like the stupidest, weirdest day for me, too. It was just such an off day. Might have been a lunar eclipse. <laughs> you know, maybe it was in Virgo that time. I don't know. Or opposite Virgo. I don't know. I was not feeling myself that day. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, all right, I, um, I don't know. The energy has been really, really, really weird. Um, I've hopped a lot of timelines. I, um, I had, I've had, uh, things show up. I think they're fairies at the side of, you know, the, my peripheral vision, they're, just showing up randomly. My, the fairies are pretty, um, I think it's fairies. And also my, my holy guardian angel, I've seen the wing outline fully. I'm seeing things a little bit more now that we're, the more we raise our vibration, we get to see into the fourth dimension before we hit the fifth, right? So we're kind of a little bit in the fifth dimension, but not totally. And it's just been, um, you know, oh, it is what it is, you know? Um, I don't know. I took a nap and when I woke up just now, I am feeling like all of this energy is in my body that wasn't there before the nap. If that makes sense. Um, I'm processing a ton of cosmic energy and my body feels hot I feel like I have a fever. This happened again in the morning when I woke up. I actually woke up at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. I was up and out of bed by noon. The landlord was shocked as hell. He's like, you're up. You're awake. I'm like, yeah, right. Go figure. It's <laughs> it's just, a, you know, like a mystery in the world when I'm, when I'm up and awake at a decent hour. <laughs> it's like, well, wonders never cease. But... <laughs> So he came up for, um, to collect the $21, uh, for my part of the electricity bill. Um, I guess I use a little bit more electricity than normal. So, um, so I paid him the money and and we had a good talk and, but at that time, uh, right before he, he showed up, I was thinking about this too. And now it's happening even more to a greater extent at which I feel like there's a lot of energy pouring into my body right now and pouring out of my body. I don't know how to explain it other than I am pulling in tons and tons and tons of cosmic energy right now and I'm accepting it. And I've been saying it out loud a few times in the past few days. Like I accept all the cosmic energy coming my way and my whole body has been vibrating to a very high level and it's also putting off this massive amounts of of heat and then 
I guess somehow the cosmic radiation <laughs> or whatever it is, I mean, the solar winds, I think that's what I was affected by yesterday and the day before, were out of the solar wind stream now. But when it happened, um, it, this is what was going on, and it was activating all of my chakras. I could feel my, my third eye activate, and my felt like my forehead was glowing <laughs> my crown chakra was glowing like you know it just felt like it feels like mickey mouse is grabbing my hand i mean my head this is like a weird the first time this happened so i told my kids my it felt like mickey mouse's giant white glove got massive like really big and he's just grabbing my head that's what it feels like because it felt like what does he only have four fingers so it felt like the four you know the front the back and the two sides it feels like that's where I'm grabbed (laughs) so it felt like Mickey Mouse is grabbing me I don't know why that was the weird description the metaphor I came up with but um also there's a crown on my head literally it feels like there's a crown like a big heavy gold crown (laughs) that's what it feels like my crown chakra is extremely active and um i don't know if this lunar eclipse is supposed to do that or not but this has been happening to me for a week again um it happens quite often but it's been more pronounced um and the cosmic energies also um the solar wind stream, it was coming from the southern coronal hole. And I started to think about lower vibrational things and lower chakra um, things that would hold us back or keep us stuck. And I was thinking, and I'm not sure this is a working theory, that anytime we get solar wind from the lower half of the sun, I think it clears out our lower shadow selves. And anytime it's from the upper part of the sun flowing our way, I have a feeling it is from higher vibrational energy flowing into us to lift and raise our vibration, to lift us up and out of that. And so I think the lower coronal hole um, energies were um, helping us deal with stuff from our past that has to do with the material world, material life. Um, romantic and or sexual relationships you've had in the past as well as um any time people attacked your identity um arguments you've had anything that where you didn't feel secure or confident or filled with self-esteem those moments might have been flooding your memory this week i have a feeling that is what is happening with this week's solar wind stream you know, that ended yesterday. So I, or maybe early today, it it actually, I think either today or yesterday it ended. But I think that that might be what's going on with the sun when, when, because if you think about it as a living entity that is helping us ascend versus a ball of fire that happens to randomly, randomly be in our sky and grow our crops for us and give us vitamin D when we're out in it. I feel like, you know, if you look at it from a spiritual perspective in which the whole universe is conspiring in your favor, I think it's possible that the sun is helping us to learn and grow and evolve if we choose 
that cosmic energy. And I think you need to choose it. And I think you need to maybe even say out loud, I accept the cosmic energy is into my body for my own spiritual expansion and growth. I think it's quite possible that that's why this is starting to happen to me with all this energy flowing through my body. It's not a bad thing. It's not entirely unpleasant. It just, it feels a little hot at moments. And I've been going through, uh, ascension symptoms of fluctuating heat and then cold feeling very, very cold. Like I can't get warm enough. And I felt like I was even shivering yesterday a little bit. I'm at the beach, you know, in South America, like it shouldn't be this cold. And I don't think it really was as cold as how my body was reacting. So I think there's some core temperature issues. Um, my thermostat inside my body wasn't totally functioning this week. And I don't know if I'm off kilter from the astrology or, or whatever. I don't know. But the cosmic energies, I have noticed they're coming in pretty, pretty intense and, and fast now. So, you know, especially if you're on the twin flame journey, it's going to maybe even be more so for you. And I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's more to this. I have had tones in my ear that are only lasting for maybe 30 seconds. And I've had them at random times. Uh, one time I mentioned my Holy guardian angel and I got a tone in my, um, right ear, but I've gotten tones in my left and my right ear recently. Um, different than the normal ear ringing. That's somewhat always present. It's not as present as it used to be. The, for the most part, the um, tinnitus is, is gone. I feel like um, there's these energies of uh, like nerves firing, like a pain. Feels like a needle is going into my body at different times, you know, like randomly my right thigh or my left, you know, lower leg or my bottom of my foot or my um, toes feel like there's like a pinprick. I felt it in my hands. I don't know if you guys are feeling that. I don't know if it's an energetic thing or something weird happening with me. When I got sick this last weekend, I did get these, um, five or six things on my body that look like, um, pox, like chicken pox. And they're very mild. And, and like, if I, you know, try to pop it, like it's, um, like it's maybe um, a pimple. It doesn't pop that way at all. It's just these little fluid-filled things. I don't know what to say other than I think I am getting a case of the chicken pox, which is insane. I've already had chicken pox. I had a terrible case of it when I was a teenager. I couldn't go to school for weeks, um, although it happened on uh, Christmas Day. My brother got chicken pox on Thanksgiving Day. And I made fun of him because, you know, I was a real bitch back then. <laughs> Not really. I loved my brother so much. Like, and I just said, ha ha, you have chicken pox. Ha ha. And then I'm like, I'm sorry. I hope I can help you. Right. But I was just like a little bit making fun of him. He was my little brother. And on Christmas, when we finished wrap, um, unwrapping all of our gifts, 
and we were happy. You know, we'd eaten, we'd unwrapped the gifts. It was that lovely lull that happens every Christmas afternoon. We had a roaring fire in the fireplace. We had, um, you know, the snow was piling up outside in Minnesota where on the farm where I was living with my family then. And um, it was just one of those nice afternoons. My parents had retreated to the basement. They were um, doing, I think, fulfilling some kind of orders or something. They had a kiln and they had a, um, a, a ceramic business in the basement. And so um, next to my room and which helped when the kiln was, you know, firing up at night, it kept me warm. So that was not entirely a bad thing. Anyway, um, we were just kind of relaxing, my brother and I, and all of a sudden I looked down and I had this, this pox on my arm and it looks like what I've been having on my body this week. <laughs> and anyway, I, I looked and I was like, what the hell? And he goes, oh, 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 wow. I forgot to tell you something, sis. <laughs> Merry Christmas. This is my gift, my personal gift to you. <laughs> He gave me chicken pox for Christmas. So, yeah. <laughs> and I remember it was bad. I mean, I couldn't wear a bra. It was all the pox were around where my uh, bra strap would hit. I could not put on a bra. Um, it was in my, they were in my throat and I couldn't um, eat. I couldn't swallow my food. It swelled up my mouth so bad because I also have angioedema and I had urticaria in my throat, which I could tell I have it right now, um, urticaria in my throat. And um, they had to give me this um, this uh, gel, lidocaine gel that I had to gargle with. It's literally made with um, cocaine. It's or with a coca plant, and <laughs> and so I it was like crazy. But they um, they made me gargle with it, so I couldn't feel anything, and I had to force the food. I had to force swallowing the food down just to eat. It was really really crazy. They're like, just eat soft foods, like, you know, mashed potatoes and butter. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's what I need to eat, right? Oh my God, like every day. Uh, it was just, it was crazy. It was really a crazy time. And I was very sick for almost a month, like three weeks, three and a half weeks. And so my entire Christmas vacation was gone. And then on into when the school year started again, I had to wait another week. It was just so rotten. But anyway, so it was bad memories. And so I remember that, obviously. And it came up this week. <laughs> you know, lunar eclipse notwithstanding. Um, because these little things came up on my, you know, I had a couple on my leg. And I had one on my arm. And I'm like, you know, what the hell? Do I, do I really have chicken pox right now? And I don't think they're going to make the pock mark. I don't think they're going to get to be the ugly big red sores or whatever. But, oh my God, like, really though? <laughs> I mean, it's just been a real, really weird, trippy week, you know, with random crap like that happening. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like... Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like I, I feel weird. I've been feeling really weird, like very, very sleepy and no energy at all. And, um, 
mental fogginess and then I have uh, long stretches of complete clarity and then I feel great, you know, and it's just like hot and cold and clear and unclear, you know, just the opposites, like swirling about, you know, going back between states of existence, you know, you're here, you're there, you're, you know, really is shy, don't want to talk to anybody, you're, and then very outgoing, and you want to gab for four or five, <clears throat> six hours with somebody, you know, like going back and forth, um, or somebody calls you and you answer the phone, and you're like, oh, shit, shouldn't have answered the phone, snap, I forget, <laughs> instantly regret that I you know that happened once this week like I just did not feel like talking you know and I aspirated that a stomach acid which was on on me but I also think that stomach acid and having digestive issues because I don't normally have them um especially since I, I do take vinegar every day I feel like um this is something that might have been an ascension symptom for us this week as well it's all very very odd. Um, I know I had other stuff to talk about and now I can't remember what it was. See, um, just this nap. I've had a lot of naps this week. Like what the hell? Like I have to sleep for an hour to three hours just at random times. And where it's like, I get so, so, so tired. I can't even hold my head up or keep my eyes open. And that's also not like me. I don't normally have a weird, it's almost like a narcolepsy, a narcolepsy jag too. Like, and my friend actually fell asleep on the phone talking to me three times in the past week and a half. <laughs> and, and I don't think he's ever done that before either. <laughs> so, I mean, that might be another weird ascension symptom that's new. Um, sleeping at random times and trying to go to bed at a decent hour and you might feel extremely exhausted and then you go to lay down and now you're wide awake like how the hell the minute your head hits the pillow you should be asleep but now you're thinking about everything that you need to do and all the you know arrangements for this and the planning for that and the you know travel you're gonna take or the you know it's like whatever you know plans for the future or whatever, you know, it's constant. Um, it's been a constant barragement uh, like this, like energies have been really weird and shifting rapidly. Very, very tired, laying in bed, very, very awake. Wait, what? <laughs> you know, um, that's what I think. Um, I think, it, I think it honestly, it, it's a, uh, I think it's another ascension symptom. My cat has been acting strange too. Even for her. I mean, I'm trying to think about it. Um, <clears throat> like when I go to pet her a couple times in the past two days, she jumped out of her skin practically trying to get away from me and, and she meowed in a weird way that I don't recognize Maybe we're on different timelines. I did go into the bathroom when she wasn't there with me, so it's quite possible. Are we on different timelines, knowledge? Hey. Hey, kitty cat. She's completely ignoring me right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's possible we, we're on different timelines and she doesn't recognize me again. Um, that happened a few weeks back. 
where we usually hop together and this time we, we, um, and one time we didn't and I didn't recognize that cat. I didn't feel like any emotional connection, didn't want to pet her. I was like, whoa. And she looked scared out, genuinely scared. Like, who are you? You're not my mom. Like, it was so weird. (laughs) It was very, very weird. Um, my friend didn't seem like we're on the same timeline yesterday either. It felt very weird. Like, he was very snarky and rude and mean to me, which wasn't normally his thing. That's not normally who he is. And he was bragging about his life and he was like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, mm mm-hmm. Like, in kind of an, an arrogant way, and that's not normally how he is either. And he's usually very loving and very sweet. And I was just like, what? Something is freaking off, man. (laughs) Something is seriously off. And it might be the lunar eclipse energy. It might be the, um, you know, there might be some other astrology things I'm not aware of at the moment. Anyway, um, just pay attention to it. How, How the lunar eclipse has affected you, if at all, what's going on, um, it's pretty crazy. So I want to go to spaceweather.com. There's a really, really beautiful picture that somebody got of the lunar eclipse. Uh, Last night, the full moon spent three and a half hours dipped in Earth's sunset red shadow. Morris Yoder photographed the lunar eclipse from Montezuma, Georgia. This is one of the most beautiful pictures of the moon. I can't believe how it it almost looks three dimensional. It says a foggy, a foggy mist gave the eclipse an ethereal glow. It's like really intense. It was a partial eclipse. Um, 97% of the moon Um, was covered in a 0.8 arc minute arc minute slice of the moon hung outside of earth's shadow and that's why a crescent shaped swath of moon just above the Tycho crater looked so bright in this photo because it was uneclipsed oh alright very interesting it's very beautiful looks like someone's shining a light bulb on it I guess technically they are (laughs) and that somebody is God (laughs) and the light bulb of course is the sun (laughs) but um and this is weird um oh this is really really trippy Then there's another picture taken above the Andes Mountains in Argentina. And he said the sky was so clear it was phantasmagoric. (laughs) Wow. He sounds like someone fun to have at a dinner party with all of his big words. Guillermo Abramson of Banloche. I'm sorry, Bariloche in Argentina 
anyway yeah you can barely see it you just see the just the itty bitty sliver of the moon and that's it phantasmagoric what I don't get that feeling from it but <laughs> what does that mean anyway phantasmagoric <laughs> Uh, if anyone wants to look it up and send me the uh, definition on Instagram, I would love that. Um, I am at Mermaid Girl 888. I always thought of, of because a phantasm is a ghost and gore. I always think of gory or horror movies and then ick. I don't know. It's icky. <laughs> I don't know what the word means, but it doesn't seem appropriate about the full moon lunar eclipse. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um all right, so there it is. So Earth is exiting one solar wind stream and another is on its way. Yay! <laughs> Flowing from the southern hole again to the sun's atmosphere. In the sun's atmosphere, the gaseous material is due to arrive on November 21st and 22nd. So basically Sunday and Monday, we're going to get more solar wind stream. The NOAA forecasters say that a co-rotating interaction region, CIR, traveling just ahead of the stream could spark geomagnetic activity and Arctic auroras on uh, November 20th, which is tomorrow, so Saturday. The current solar wind speed is 447.0 kilometers per second. So yeah, it's calmed way the hell down in in the past two days. Um, It was over 600. There are sunspots that they have simple alpha-class magnetic fields that pose no threats at all. For strong solar flares, we're still on sunspot number 22. Again, <laughs> angel number. mentioned that in the last show. So the uh, percentages of the space age average uh, neutron counts, as reported by the University of Ulu's Sodankila uh, geophysical observatory in Finland. Um, this is the cosmic rays or cosmic radiation that reaches us. We're at a high level in the past 48 hours. We've had a 0.5% um, change. It's gone up. Um, so we're now at 8.7% of the space age average. It's considered to be high levels of rays coming our way. So, um, According to NASA's All Sky Cameras and the All Sky Fireball Network, uh, today we had 15 fireballs of the United States. Seven were Leonid, six were sporadic, and two were Northern Torrid. They only monitor 14 states in the United States, and it's really weird because um, why don't they monitor the rest? <laughs> you know, it just seems to me like it should have been a little bit more <laughs> they should have looked a little bit harder they you know it just seems like they have enough money they could have put it up you know their cameras up at more places and it seems like there should be some monitoring from around the world as well 
and we will hear tonight if there were any fireballs in the past week because we're doing the uh, Earth Changes Report and the weekly Weird World News. And um, last week, man, last week was last week's report was filled with fireballs like around the world. I mean, so bright that turned the day the, or the night into day. It was um, captured by many different, you know, many different countries captured these on random cameras. Um, yeah, so I think that, the, so I don't know if, you know, the United States fireballs are any indication as to what's going on around the rest of the world or not, you know, you know, do they fall, fall more in the U.S. than other places? Do they fall in Europe more? I don't know, but it has been happening in Europe quite a bit, so... We're just in fireball season. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's not just seasonal, you know, during the year, though. I think it's, you know, seasonal during the galactic year. You know, just depends on when we're going through certain parts of space as our um, solar system travels around the universe mobile style, you know. (laughs) Um, It's kind of, kind of really interesting all right, so I'm here trying to update the Schumann Resonance page from Italy. I've uh, three times refreshed the page. And three times it just says power eight. Okay. It's weird. I, I keep trying to um, <laughs> get some other information, but apparently there is none. Um, but at least it's on the correct date. So, all right. Uh, so that's it in Italy. The Schumann residence wasn't spiking yesterday. It was today. It's just eight. Nothing more to see there folks. <laughs> Basically. Um, as far as the heart math Institute is concerned, um, they are up and running today, which is good. Uh, we did have some spikes though over, um, the course of Wednesday, I wanted to talk about, um, as far as Hulului, South Africa is concerned, they had a spike of the Schumann resonance in, uh, at 474 Hertz frequency. And they had another one at 478 Hertz frequency, um, at the 1800 hour. The first one I mentioned was at the six, six o'clock. What did I say? 800. Oh my God, eight o'clock in the morning. And then this one is at six o'clock in the morning was a 474. So anyway, um, basically in the morning time of Wednesday, the 17th. So if you live in South Africa and you're hearing this, um, you might be affected, uh, at these times by massive spikes in the Schumann resonance. Um, just saying, so, all right, this is, um, an energy in the cavity of the, um, space between the surface of the planet and the ionosphere. Um, and so there's like a resonant frequency in this area. And I don't know who, you know, I guess it's Schumann would be his name, the name of the guy who discovered it and started measuring it. And it's always been around 7.83, you know, for a long time and they have not upgraded it yet, but it's been spiking around the world. Um, not so much in Italy though. So it's different in different places. It measures differently in different places. So 
It's very mysterious. Anyway, it might be affecting us, especially if you live in these following places. At the 2300 hour on Wednesday, November 17th in California, they were at 37 hertz frequency. Hafuf, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand, um, are still at zero hertz frequency. Um, Lithuania was at 133 hertz frequency. 33 or 133 may or may not be an angel number for you, although 33 did come up a couple days ago. So there you have it. Uh, (laughs) So that was in Lithuania. Now in Alberta, Canada, they were at 59 hertz frequency. Last but not least, Hulului, South Africa, they've come down from where they were, but they're still at 383 hertz frequency. So, God, there's a lot of energy spikes over there. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, guys. And when I come back, I am going to get into the Earth Changes Report and the Weekly World News. Um, So, in the meantime... Do consider going to jupiter-jewels.com. And here are word from our sponsor now. This episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, is sponsored by Jupiter Jewels, an independent online crystal store, helping you to connect more deeply with all Jupiterian blessings, including spirituality, abundance, self-growth, and more. Providing affordable shipping across the UK, Europe, and North America, Jupiter Jewels can help you progress on your spiritual path with ease. Visit jupiter-jewels.com today to explore life's hidden jewels. That's jupiter-jewels.com. All right, guys, so... I do the Earth Changes News so that we can see what's going on around the world and who we need to pray for, activating thereby our heart chakras. And once you learn how to love everyone on the planet, regardless of what they do, just love everybody, everybody, not just the ones you like. <laughs> I still love that old lady I yelled at. I, I love everybody. <laughs> I mean, just because I had a bad day doesn't mean I didn't love her anyway, you know, <laughs> as a greater part of humanity and whatnot. Anyway, once you're able to open up your chakras in your body, you have five other chakras outside of your body. And one is your 11th chakra that is below your feet. And, um, there's not a lot of information on the extra chakras. (laughs) They're not really extra. They're just different. Um, because they're not in your body. Most people focus on the seven chakras, especially if you're new to spirituality, that's what you're going to hear about the most. 
but there are five other chakras. We have 12 chakras, you know, some of them are galactic and connect us to other universe, you know, or other galaxies in the universe. And so anyway, the 11th chakra below our feet is when it's basically, I forgot what it's called, but when you open that up or how you open that up is by loving everyone on the planet genuinely unconditionally and then you're standing on a platform of love and then that opens the 12th chakra up and that keeps everything all the energies start to flow through you all the cosmic energies flow through you easier when you have all 12 chakras open maybe that's what happened to me this week i did a meditation where i made sure they were all open <laughs> just to make sure all the energy is flowing and then well now i'm just having to sleep a lot because I'm processing all this energy. But, um, anyway, uh, I do the earth changes report every week so we can see who needs prayers, what's going on in the world and to keep track of the, um, basically Armageddon and the apocalypse. <laughs> Where are we at? <laughs> Let's sit, sit by to the wayside and eat popcorn and see how the world is dying. <laughs> anyway, um, the, <laughs> the apocalypse really means, um, taking the veil away so you can see clearly and we all love that. Um, <laughs> everyone in the world at once has gained that veil stripped from them. But it's it seems like it's not really going at one exact moment. It's not like right now everyone's still asleep spiritually. And then, oh, whoops, everyone's awake now. <laughs> it's been one moment. It's not like that. It's more of a gradual ripping of the veil. It's not mere, it's not a ripping of the veil. It's like a slowly blowing off of the veil. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not happening fast enough for me, but Hey, I'm not God. And I don't know all the ins and outs and ups and downs of this process. It's gotta be, um, quite complicated to do something like this and pull it off. But if anyone can, <laughs> it is the creator himself, but, <laughs> but we have, um, Armageddon also to look forward to. <laughs> I know it sounds so funny, but anyway, Armageddon just means the ending of one world and the beginning of a new world. And that's what we're in the middle of right now. So we're ending and closing out all of our uh, karmas and all of our debts and all of our everything. That's why we're doing so much shadow work suddenly out of nowhere because we're trying to close out everything. Um, and have closure from the third dimension as we enter into the fifth dimension, you know, and it's all just energetic shifting anyway, but it's still very, very significant. Okay. So anyway, that's why I do the watchers news. Um, their tagline is watching the world evolve and transform. All right. So let's start. Uh, we don't have much of this news today. Thank God. It's not two pages or three pages. When I was first doing this, we had three to four pages every uh, week to go through. And I had to go through it really quickly and I couldn't like stop and read any of the articles or get more information. It was more like, let's, here's the headline. Here's the first paragraph <laughs> and let's go. And, um, it's, it's different now. Uh, either this person has gotten a little lazy or maybe they're sick too this week and didn't, you know, search out as much, or maybe 
there really isn't as much going on this week. It could be that. Anyway, um, asteroid 2021 VP11. 11, there is another angel number for you guys. 1111, it's a twin flame number. Anyway, it flew past Earth at 0.15 lunar distances. This is the 129th known asteroid to fly past Earth within one lunar distance since the start of the year. So this was um, basically also 0.15 lunar distances is 0.00039 AU astronomical units. Um, An astronomical unit is the distance between here and the sun. So, um, that's, uh, just fun information there. (laughs) I don't know what to think about these asteroids. I I mean, I asked prime creator in a pendulum dowsing session a couple years ago, if we're going to be hit by a big asteroid and just, will it destroy earth? And the answer was no. So, I mean, these are getting awfully close though. I mean, 0.15 lunar distance. That's the distance between here and the moon. It was less than 1%, like close to, like it was very close to us. You know, that's, um, not very far away at all. Um, it was basically, uh, 36,250 miles away from us. That sounds like a lot, but when it's an asteroid in, cosmology terms, it's not that far away, you know, um, 58,345 kilometers. It was away from us. So, wow. All right. Anyway, um, Iran needs our prayers, uh, today they had a strong or this week, I suppose they had a strong and shallow magnitude 6.0 and a magnitude 6.4, And these earthquakes hit southern Iran. Two shallow earthquakes were registered by the USGS as M6.0 and M6.4. They hit southern Iran's Hormozgan province at 12.07 and then one minute later at 12.08 UTC time. I can't even imagine. I mean, that first minute you're like, oh my God, that's a pretty strong earthquake. And then you're hit by one that's literally what so so magnitude 6.4 every point one is 10 times stronger than the last so that's 10 100 1000 10,000 times worse so magnitude 6.0 happens and you're like oh my god this is a pretty strong earthquake holy moly you know becky grab the you know the glasses off the counter um shelter the baby whatever And then one minute later, something 10,000 times stronger hits. I can't even imagine um, what that is. I lived through a 6.8 earthquake. I mean, it's still, you know, you can live through it. It's not too, too terrible, but it's still, it's, it shakes you up and it gives you PTSD. And then you're like, you don't feel like you could trust the ground you walk on. And you forevermore will never want to, once you go through something major like that, you never want to sit with your um, back to a plate glass window again. <laughs> you don't want to sit directly under um, huge uh, light fixtures anymore. <laughs> you know, you learn a few things that you didn't know before. <laughs> it's just, it just puts you in a much more aware state, <laughs> shall we say. 
All right. So <clears throat> the agency is uh, reporting depths of 5.6 kilometers <clears throat> and 10 kilometers for the earthquakes, uh, 3.5 miles and 6.2 miles, respectively. So it's surface earthquakes. That means, you know, ish, I mean, very shallow um, earthquakes. Um, that could be a lot of damage. I don't, it, they didn't see anything here about the damage, but that could be, you know, broken dishes, um, shelves knocked over, um, refrigerators can, um, I mean, when I had the 6.8, my refrigerator fell over. <laughs> That's how strong it was. It, it knocked my refrigerator over. All my food was tossed out. And of course we lost our, um, we lost all of our, uh, electricity, which also means, uh, all the food we just purchased at the grocery store was no longer good. Happened at four in the morning. So by the time you're up and you know, although we were up <laughs> something like that gets you right on out of bed. <laughs> that was the rudest awakening of my life. <laughs> anyway, um, so there was another uh, shallow a magnitude 6.0 earthquake that hit the southeast. I'm not southeast. I'm sorry, South Indian Ocean. A strong and shallow earthquake registered by the USGS as magnitude 6.0 hit the South Indian Ocean, and the agency is reporting a depth of 6.2 miles or 10 kilometers. The EMC EMSC is reporting the same magnitude and depth. Oh, good, they're in agreement. So. It looks like, I mean, the epicenter was, you know, 1,440 miles away from land. So it's not maybe terrible. Um, they're not talking about death, so it's probably okay. Let's send love and light and prayers, though, to Iran, to all the people living there that were shook up emotionally and mentally by the earthquake. People that are affected, let's send them love and light because they might have, you know, PTSD a little bit from that especially little kids, you know, they can have like horrible, um, dreams. It just, it can be a whole thing. So, um, let's send them love and light to Iran. Let's, you know, just, just for the record, let's send love and light to the South India as well. But I feel like it's probably, they're probably okay. Um, all right. There was a partial lunar eclipse. As you know, something I didn't mention earlier is this was the longest lunar eclipse since 1440. <laughs> so yeah, um, let's do math on that. I think it's like 580 years or something. Um, let me pause this and do the math. Ooh, I was close. 581. <laughs> it's been 581 years. Let's give you another 581 years before it happens again. So if you're going to live another 600 years, you're going to see it. <laughs> I hope people captured it on camera and I can watch it on YouTube. Okay. The next one will happen at 2,669 in that year. <laughs> Imagine what the world will be like then a partial lunar eclipse visible from the Americas, North Europe, Eastern Asia, Australia, and the Pacific, um, took place today in this morning. Um, the eclipse is followed by a total solar eclipse on December 4th. Holy moly. And as you know, this one lasted three and a half hours. Usually they don't last that long. So that was really trippy. Um, 
that's some serious it's gonna that's gonna affect us we're gonna have i think for the next two to three days to come we're gonna see what effect it had on us um really really crazy so this one i'm gonna go to the whole article because this next one and it's right at the minute 13 too (laughs) this is like something i feel like i unleashed when i finished the um (laughs) when i started the apocalypse basically uh as the archangel of death i had to do this um ritual that god told me about kind of like the last minute kind of thing and it was like all right i did it (laughs) if you want to hear about that uh two years ago i put that in my it was in april 2019 so you could go look for i think i wrote angel of death or something like that (laughs) as the title anyway um yeah this one This is the stuff that Nightmares and Armageddon is made of. So here we go. Violent storms have hit Egypt, triggering deadly scorpion infestation. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like a horror movie waiting to happen. I am really upset though, honestly, for the people there. I am absolutely terrified for the people there. So check this out. Violent storms hit Egypt's southern city of Aswan over the past weekend, causing floods and triggering scorpion infestation that left three people dead and more than 500 others hospitalized due to scorpion stings. Oh my God. That for me is a big bag of nope. (laughs) Wow, that sucks. The storm brought heavy rain, hail, and dust storms to the city of Aswan, and it forced hordes of venomous scorpions out of their burrows, and they went into the streets and into people's homes. Oh, uh, oh, if you never want to sleep again, just listen to this report. Oh, that just freaks me out. You know, we just entered our rainy season here, and I'm now I'm, like, getting really nervous. Okay, I'm glad I'm living on the second floor. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so three people were killed, 500 injured due to the scorpion stings since Friday, November 12th. So in less than a week. It, this is according to Al-Aram News Agency. Um... So basically the deaths and injuries were caused after the bad weather drove people, uh, the scorpions, I mean, from their nests into people's homes. Um, wow. Uh, the people that were injured were treated with anti-venom in hospitals and medical centers that are located in more remote areas. They don't have hospitals. They have medical centers. So the media is saying, um, unnamed health officials said three people have died from the scorpion stings um, but the health minister Khalid Abdel Ghaffar released a statement saying that no such deaths occurred, but however, he did not give details of the cause of the deaths in, in those three people. Let's send love and light to those three people and their families who are missing them right now. And they're upset. And so let's send them love and light. Let's just send a calm energy to the scorpions so they don't sting anyone anymore. And let's 
I, I just realized something. Holy shit. This lunar eclipse is in opposition to Scorpio. <laughs> oh my God. I, I don't, um, wow. Are you, are you guys catching this? So the symbol for Scorpio is a scorpion. (laughs) And right before the lunar eclipse, that's going to be in direct opposition to that. Here comes all the scorpions out of their nests. Oh God. It's just, you can't make this shit up. This is crazy. It's totally crazy. Um, wow. (laughs) And you know, Taurus, it's the full moon is in Taurus. And if you, um, if we have a running of the bulls kind of incident, <laughs> that will just be too perfect. And it's a damn good thing. It doesn't happen more than every 581 years. Damn it. That's I, I let's send love and light to Egypt and in the city of Aswan and other areas of Egypt as this may happen all over the country. I don't know. Oh God, just, oh, it's so, oh, scorpions are gross to me. Ugh. you know, oh my God, venomous scorpion. I can't even imagine that. That's just, uh, yucky, yuck, yuck. Anyway, listen, love and light to the people there and let them be calm. If they act like me, it's going to be complete pandemonium. <laughs> oh, I mean, I would just, I mean, seriously, I would be, pulling out my, I would be killing them all. I would be like, die motherfucker. (laughs) And I would be hitting them with broom handles and, and, and I would never, ever, ever sleep with bare feet again. And in fact, my feet are feeling very uncomfortable right now. (laughs) I'm freaking out a little bit and I'm not even in Egypt. I mean, I don't know. I've been murdered in Egypt a couple times. I did not have a good time there in my past lives. And I, you know, I hear this and I'm like, I just think, nope, I could miss it. I could miss Egypt. I, you know, I could watch a movie about the pyramids. I don't need to see them in person. I mean, you know, it's just, it's weird. <laughs> it's just weird. I can't. Oh God. I just can't with that shit. I just... Woo. I mean, that's like in the line of, of weird news as well. It's like weird and earth changes all together in one, you know. Anyway, let's get moving on our report here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Medi Storm Helios makes landfall near Albenga, Italy. Oh, I remember that last week we were talking about the Medi Storm Helios. <laughs> And I guess Helios is still on his way around, making his way around Europe. He really gets around, doesn't he? Um, Okay, so this is also known as Windstorm Blas, B-L-A-S, just made landfall near Albenga, Italy before, um, you know, noon, just before noon on November 15th, 2021, and it dissipated. Uh, That's good. Uh, The Mediterranean Cyclone Center said in their advisory issued at, you know, the same time that that's what happened. So it basically made landfall and dissipated. Okay. Well, that's a, okay, good. Let's send love and light and sunshine to Italy anyway. Um, God bless the people of Albenga and, um, moving on, uh, rare tornadoes, tornadoes have hit Rhode Island and Connecticut. 
Wow. That's really weird. This is the first time, the first in November since at least 1950. Okay. So it's been uh, 70 years since that's happened. (laughs) Oh, God. That is crazy. So the National Weather Service storm surveys have confirmed several tornadoes touched down on the 13th of November on Saturday. And this happened across Connecticut and Rhode Island. Well, all of them, so several tornadoes hit, and all of them were EF0 or EF1. They were the first tornadoes to strike the area in 70 years. So, wow. Uh, that's crazy. They're controlled by uh, gin spirits, weather spirits. Um, and if they're angry, Jan. <laughs> they're called Jan when they're angry and... I don't know. I have a feeling it's Jan that breaks up people's houses in tornadoes. They don't like humans much. All right. So, um, wow. South Africa. Well, remember how I've been telling you how they've been having this massive surge of energies in the Schumann resonance. Well, check it out. There's been severe damage after a cricket ball sized hail hits Leidenberg, South Africa. Now, when they say cricket, they don't mean the insect, which are pretty small and cute-ish. They mean cricket balls like, let's just call it a baseball, honestly. I'm looking at this person. It looks like a baseball in their hand. Cricket ball. Like, most of the world does not play cricket, guys. (laughs) I love cricket, but yeah. I mean, it's the same size as like a polo ball or... I don't know. Uh, croquet. <laughs> like what, what other really odd games that only part of the world plays can we mention that no one's going to understand? Baseball, cricket, croquet. I don't know. <laughs> pool. Everyone knows about pool, right? So anyway, they're bigger than a pool ball, basically. The severe hail storm was classified by the South African Weather Service as a super storm. It hit the town of Leidenberg in Thaba, Chweyu, local municipality, Mpumalanga, Highveld, during the afternoon hours of Sunday the 14th. And it says that the hailstones were larger than golf and cricket balls, and it did result in severe property damage. So let's send to South Africa love and light and sunshine and I hope that uh, people listen the energy of um, vast amounts of um, wealth energy so they can get money to replace all the things that they lost again this is coinciding with this crazy lunar eclipse that's teaching you that you don't need everything that you have I mean, it's just, woo. I mean, when you put it like this, this is crazy. All right. So, okay. Uh, atmospheric river hits British Columbia, causing major floods and landslides in Canada. Oh, Tim, I hope you're doing okay. Wow. 
Another round of heavy rain caused by atmospheric river caused major flooding and landslides in southern British Columbia, Canada, parts of Washington and Oregon in the United States. I hope my cousins are okay. And that happened on the 14th and 15th of November as well. So some parts of the region received 255 millimeters or 10 inches of rain. That's really huge. I don't, what, what is this atmospheric river? I've heard this a couple times now. Never heard about this before in my life. There's all these brand new words we're coming up with to describe the weather because the weather has gotten more intense. Have you guys noticed that in the past 10 or 20 years? It's really crazy. <clears throat> so natural gas prices have soared in Europe as Germany suspends approval for Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Um, so the German Federal Network Agency, let's have fun pronouncing this word, Bundesnetzagentur. I'm sure that's not right. Suspended the process of certifying the new Russian gas pipeline called Nord Stream 2. So basically, <clears throat> as a result, the natural gas prices have arisen, which means people in Europe, uh, or at least in Germany, um, they're going to have to pay more, but, you know, they need that for cooking and, and heat. So, oh gosh. Okay. So let's send love and light to British Columbia and lots and lots and lots of sunshine and calm energies to British Columbia. And let's send love and light to Europe and the energy of wealth, especially to Germany. Uh, so that everybody can pay for their bills as these gas prices are soaring. And let's send some uh, love and light towards Russia as well as Germany so they can work this out and they can get um, this straightened out so people can get their gas for less money. Because um, that's going to that's gonna break the old people and the young people with children or the people with children. Um, yeah, it's, that's crazy. A water spout outbreak has happened over the central Mediterranean sea is currently, or was at least in progress over the central Mediterranean sea since the 13th. And this was like for four days at least. So it might still be going on. Um, now most of them are along the Sicilian Southwest coast. It sounds like a cleansing to me, an energetic cleansing, these things, water spouts, they don't really particularly do anything bad, I don't believe. So it's really weird that these are happening more and more, though. I never heard of these either happening before, like a few years ago. Oh, actually, okay, I went back to the article. It said some of them did move on shore and they caused some damage. There were 13 water spouts confirmed by the ICWR off the coast of Italy on November 13th. There's this number. It's just again and again and again. And it continued on November 14th and into Wednesday the 17th. So that is really odd. But listen, love and light to the people who um, might have been affected by the water spout energy. It's very odd very, very odd. Um, 
Let's see. Did I miss anybody to pray for? No. Okay. All right. There was a daylight fireball that was seen over the northeastern U.S. It was seen for more than four seconds, according to the American Meteor Society, who received more than 230 reports, mainly from the New Jersey area. So off the coast of New Jersey, there was this huge fireball. That's pretty cool. I'm glad people are not just going blase about it. Like, eh, there's another fireball. Fireball, schmireball. <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, they're like caring enough to go, oh no, I could report this to the National Weather Service. You know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty exciting. Anyway, um... Yeah, I can't even believe this. Tornadoes and water spouts. That seems to be the theme for the week, right? Anyway, there was a destructive tornado that hit Sicily, killing one person and injuring two others in Italy. So, yeah, okay, yeah. So the water spouts and then the tornadoes. Wow. In the exact same place. That's crazy. See, that is crazy. Especially since I just said it one second ago that this is the theme for the week and then boom. (laughs) All right, one person was killed, two others injured after a tornado hit the Italian island of Sicily on the 17th of November. This is the latest latest in the series of deaths in Italy caused by extreme weather events in recent weeks. Oh, wow. So, I don't know what to say other than let's send lots of love. Lots of love to Sicily and to Italy. And, um, I don't even know what to say other than that. Um, calm energy, I suppose, sunshine, maybe. I don't know if that's going to help. Sunshine never really stopped, (laughs) you know, a water spout before or a tornado before. So they just have a lot of twisting wind over there. That's really weird. That was really weird. Yeah, have you guys ever heard of that twisting in the wind? Like, if someone's angry at someone else, it's like, I'm going to leave you twisting in the wind. I mean, that's going to be... I wonder if there's some some witch over there that said that to someone and then this stuff happened. That would be really freaky. That person's probably really freaking out right now. Like, oh shit, I should be careful what I say. Hope I didn't do that with my mind. <laughs> oh my God. Let's send love and light to the families and condolences to the families who were... Um, the one person who was killed and the in- people that were injured, I hope that they get better soon. Let's send them love and light so they heal fast. That's crazy. <clears throat> so new activity and unrest was reported for two volcanoes in the weekly volcanic activity report. Uh, during the same period, ongoing activity was reported for 15 volcanoes. That means we have a grand total of 17 volcanoes going off, which is less than normal. Now I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. We'll see what happens later next week or two weeks from now. A strong and shallow magnitude 6.2 earthquake has hit New Ireland region in PNG. Um, that's Papua, Papua New Guinea. I'm like, New Ireland region, is that a part of Ireland? And then I saw the map. I'm like, what? Really confused. <laughs> PNG, what's that even mean? All right. So yeah, Papua New Guinea, they have an apparently in an area called the New Ireland region. Um, region. So it was 6.2 and the depth was 22.5 miles uh, according to the USGS or 36.3 kilometers. EMSC is reporting it as a magnitude 6.3 
at a depth of 9.3 miles or 15 kilometers. So let's send love and light there. It looks like it hit um, in the area, but kind of off the coast, not really directly on the land, but it still may have affected because that's kind of shallow. Let's send love and light and calm energy to Papua New Guinea, to the New Ireland region. And last but not least, here we go. An agricultural disaster after record rains has caused a catastrophic flood in British Columbia, Canada. They have declared a state of emergency on the 17th of November after several days of heavy rain caused the catastrophic floods in parts of the province. At least one person has been killed. Oh, I better write to Tim. <laughs> Cosmic Threader, you better not be this one person. Ah, uh, but officials fear the death toll will rise. Damn it. Be careful out there, man. Another atmospheric river is on its way right now to Canada. Oh my gosh. Love and light to, um, love and light to, uh, the people of British Columbia, Canada. Let's send them some sunshine energy as well. Um, I think that's it. I mean, I'm looking and looking and I think that is the end of the earth changes news. It's not as bad as it has been in recent uh, times. So there we go. Um, all right. I'm going to now go into our weird news section. You've done a lot of praying and you've had a hard week, especially with this lunar eclipse this morning. Ah! So, uh, we're going to just do something fun and lighthearted now with the daily record.co.uk. Uh, we're going to check out some weird news headlines. Um, <laughs> this looks like it's going to be interesting. Uh, an eerie CCTV captures a moment that a ghost knocks over a full pint in a haunted pub. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That sounds really creepy. Um, but I think that would be incentive to tell your people. I didn't see anything. If you saw beer knock itself over, I think it's time for you to stop. Might be time for you to go home to the wife and kids. <laughs> I would be like kind of gaslighting people a little bit with it. I, okay, not really, but I'm just kidding. It's like maybe it's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign you should run, run home and, and stop drinking. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I'm teasing. All right. Um, this next one is super fun. I might have to pause this and watch a video and tell you guys more. Um, <laughs> a time traveler has warned of an alien invasion disguised as a meteor shower that will take place next year. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I'm going to pause this and I'm going to go check this out. All right. I don't really believe this is going to happen, but this is strange. This guy, uh, Aesthetic Time Warper, is a TikTok user who gained a billion views on social media, sharing videos of his terrifying prophecies for humanity over the last few months. Well, that's one way to gain followers, I suppose. Uh, the, the ETs will come unnoticed, touching down on Earth under a guise of a meteor shower, and then their arrival will mark the start of an alien war. I don't... I'm calling bullshit on this. I don't think it's true. He, he says Earth has to start its preparations for the first Nozick War. Mm, 
I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people say, um, you know, a lot of people, of course, they're heckling him. You know, one person said, first thing I would do as a time traveler, create a TikTok account. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, shit. A second user joked that it was going to happen right when they turned on 5G. Another person added, nothing he said has come true, so tell something legit. Um, <laughs> the man known known as the real time traveler is behind this account. He said he's just trying to help humanity. But the wacky account has made um, strange predictions about the Earth. He gave us five dates and events towards the end of 2021 and 2022 that three teens are going to open a portal to an alternative universe using a T-Rex dinosaur egg (laughs) in December. Well, good. We got something to look forward to. Um, Instead of opening Christmas presents, they'll be opening up a portal to an alternative universe using a T-Rex dinosaur egg. Um, Wow, that's very interesting. (laughs) I love that. Oh, this is perfect for weird news, isn't it? This is just, this is it. (laughs) It doesn't really get much weirder than that. I could just stop the show now because you've already heard the weirdest thing all night. But we'll see. We'll we'll try to scope out more. That might have been, I should have saved that one for last. But hey, (laughs) here's another one. A time traveler from 2027 shares, that's like six years from now. It's, it's like five years and one month from now. Shares a clip of a deserted city as proof that he's the last person on earth. <laughs> what? What? Come on. It must be from that alien inv- invasion is going to happen next, next year. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting, oh, I'm getting a, a, um, tone in my left ear right now. Right. When I said that, that is crazy. Let's come back down to earth. I, I don't even, I, I, come on. There's a lot of deserted cities you could take a picture of. I mean, that's crazy. Anyway, a new mom has been panicking after her breast milk comes out pink like a strawberry milkshake. That's really gross. I'm sorry, that was gross. I I was I breastfed my uh, kids, and <clears throat> sometimes your nipples get raw and bleed, and sometimes I guess the milk could turn pink. Uh, when you're brand new to breastfeeding, that's, um, you've got it. There's, there's stuff you have to get, you have to buy to put it on your nipples. And I, I kid you not, it's called udder cream. It's what farmers put on, um, the udders of, um, cows to keep, um, the skin from breaking. So disgusting. I I just, I, that part of my life was very, very weird. I just, I did not feel natural at the time. I just felt like this whole thing is foreign and alien to me completely, but I never really had, I I had kids a couple times in past lives, but not many times. It's not something I've always gravitated towards as a soul and angel of death. I suppose I haven't really, you know, anyway, let's move on. Um, 
Speaking of babies, a confused dad cannot tell his twin babies apart, so he secretly draws on them to tell who's who. <laughs> I I would um I would do that too because I mean I'm looking at these babies and they're adorable and I could tell the difference. I could you know sure I I could see how. I mean, they are they are identical twins, but I can see the the change and the shape of like the difference shape in their head and in their face a little bit. But I mean, I don't think in the middle of the night you're gonna know which baby is which. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to like give one a bracelet or you know, <laughs> it's I don't know what to tell you without their buddy. Um, I live or I have a um, genetic code in my family where we have twins that skip every two or three generations, which means quite possibly my kids may have twins. It should have been me, but I didn't. And none of my none of my uh, cousins had twins either, so it might be our kids that have the twins. It might be skipping two generations, but. It does exist. <laughs> when I first got pregnant, my mom did not want to tell me until, you know, long into the pregnancy. She's like, I don't want to scare you, but <laughs> twins run in the family. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I didn't know. <laughs> so a Scott, meaning uh, not a man named Scott, but a Scottish man, says Scott, left with horror burns after microwaved egg explodes in his face. Um, this sucks. His whole face and his whole chest and belly is covered in this horrible, oh my God, it looked like it just stuck to his skin and burned him. Oh, I, I feel sad for him. Let's send him love and light. That is sad. And let that be a lesson to you. Don't ever touch an egg after it's been in the microwave. In fact, Forget the microwave altogether. Unless you're trying to do scrambled eggs, don't do eggs in the microwave. Don't ever do that. That Let that be a warning to you. Um, this one's not weird. It's kind of sweet. A school is giving a free helicopter ride to high-flying students with perfect attendance. Aw, that's very sweet. That would m- definitely make me want to come to school <laughs> every day. I would definitely want to see what it's like to be in a helicopter. Um, oh gosh. Okay. Well, this is going to be fun. Lots of baby related things. Um, a couple has named all of their 11 children with names using the same four letters and number 12 is on the way. All right, let's see. I'm going to go check out these names. Okay, I looked at this at 4422. <laughs> it's a sign. All right. Um, <laughs> so they have, um, they're pregnant with a boy. So it's going to be seven girls and five boys. And what they did is they, they named their first kid Alex because it's a beautiful name. I agree. My first kid is named Alex as well. And uh, then they decided to use the same names because the second person, the second uh, child they gave birth to, they uh, named um, Axel, A-X-E-L. And then they started thinking, hmm, puzzling. They realized they were the same letters. Uh, 
well, let's continue like this. <laughs> and so now they have Zayla, X-E-L-A, Lexa, L-E-X-A, Zael, X-A-E-L, and Zeal, X-E-A-L, and Exla, and Leax, <laughs> and Zael, Z-A, or X. A-L-E, and uh, Elax, E-L-A-X, and now they have six-month-old Axi, Alxi, oh my god, A-L-X-E, so, and so now they don't even know what they're going, they know that there's, there is a potential of having 24 different name variations with these four letters, <laughs> but they said right from the start, they set the bar at 12 and they're going to stick to that. They're not going to have 24 kids. 12 is enough. I mean, I just feel like after two, uh, after two kids for me, that was enough. Um, I don't know what I would, do, would have done if I'd had four or five or six kids, 12 kids is a lot. I mean, they must have a lot of money or I don't know what that's, it's a lot. It it cost. did you guys know it cost, um, God, when I was a teenager, I think it cost a hundred thousand dollars to raise a kid. And when I raised my kids, it cost around 250,000 to raise a kid. I think something like that in the United States. And now with the, the pandemic and the prices rising of everything and the, you know, the truckers going on strike and all the crap that's happening in the world, it's probably going to be half a million. It's going to be half a million per kid. So they must be millionaires. And if they're not, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they grow their own food <laughs> and the kids are the farmers. I mean, maybe it's going to be something like that, but they're, they're a cute bunch of kids as for sure. And, and God bless all of them. Anyway, wow. Woo! She's got her hands full as a mom at 12 kids. And the dad, too. He looks like he's a hands-on father. They just... They really love their kids, and they can't wait for the next baby to come. So, hey. Wow, I hope they're bringing a bunch of light workers. They have a dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. There's a family. Cheaper by the dozen. This is... (laughs) They could literally do that stage play with their whole family, and there it is. (laughs) All right. Um, a woman struggles to hold in her laughter over a horrendous eyebrow treatment. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. This is crazy. I'm going to go see what this one's about. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you guys know about eyebrow lamination? <laughs> I've never heard of this. Holy moly. She tried to get her eyebrows laminated, <laughs> which is a, the latest trend. She wanted to keep up with the young uh, women that are talking about getting their eyebrows laminated all the time. And this lifts and straightens the hairs up with a chemical solution. And she was hoping that she would just look like everyone else. I guess she didn't like the way her eyebrows were before. And now she can't stop laughing about how it turned out because her hilarious new brow look. She's got massive eyebrows like, oh my God, they're huge. What the hell? Oh, man. She's cute, though. And she ended up on a date with a guy immediately after she had her eyebrows done because she thought she was going to look hot for the date. And you know what? 
it's okay. It turned out okay because they're, they actually fell for each other and they're still together. They've been together for a while and they're boyfriend and girlfriend now. So, hey, good for her. Maybe that was a secret all along. You just need to get your eyebrows laminated and do a hilariously uh, wild look. And then, hey, that's how you find love. <laughs> oh, God. There's a mom that's been trolled for announcing she's pregnant with baby number four at age 21. Well, it happens. I mean, 18, 19, 20, 21, she's been an adult for four years, you know. But, you know, maybe she started when she's a teenager. Some moms do. You know, stop baby shaming already. I, I do think that the population of the world is too much. But, you know, it's <laughs> people are dying left and right. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. I'm not going to judge her either way. All right, so why one Scottish town celebrates Halloween on a different day to the rest of the world? <laughs> I'm thinking because they're stubborn and they want to be different and unique. But uh, I'm going to go see the story. I'm going to scope this one out. Okay, well, this makes a lot of sense. I like this. Uh, they... Um, Celebrate in uh, Kilmarnock, Scotland. They celebrate Killyween, they call it. And it's Halloween on the last Friday in October so that the residents heading out can go disguised or, you know, dress up for the pub and they have fun because it's always on a Friday. What? See, it does suck when it's on a Tuesday, right? Or Wednesday. It's like, dude, this is just, there's something wrong about having Halloween on in the middle of the week, you know? You know, trick or treat. Okay, hurry up because I got school in the morning, you know? It just, it, that doesn't make sense, right? So, okay, it's a subtle but perfect switch. And the kids can stay out later. The adults can stay out later and they don't have to worry about going to work or school the next day. That is perfect. I love that. That that does it for me. Okay. <laughs> I take it back. They're not stubborn. They're intelligent. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> I like it a lot. That is pretty cool. And a Doctor Who fan was given a wonky tattoo by a dodgy artist and he was left needing a tetanus shot <laughs> oh god oh gee that is the worst needle of all let me tell you tetanus shots hurt like a motherfucker <laughs> no way i mean tattoos when you're getting tattooed with a needle doesn't hurt nearly as much as a tetanus shot but this is actually not, it's a cool tattoo. It could have been done a little better, but it's actually not that bad. And it's actually pretty cool. It's got the little phone booth there and the planets and stuff. That's pretty neat. All right. The Scottish accent was voted sexiest in the UK as one place ranked unattractive. Of course, you have to have the good and the bad, I suppose, in a ranking. I, I like this Scottish accent. I like the Irish accent too. Um, Scottish you know, after watching um, Outlander, it's like, yeah, oh, that's got, oh, that Jamie Fraser. Oh, he's so beautiful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, geeking out on Jamie Fraser right now. Okay. Um, so, I'm trying to see what is, what is the last story. Um, 
Well, this is fun. An unfortunate moment bride, an unfortunate moment, bride bats ball straight into her new husband's groin and was caught on camera and it was right. Oh my God. It was on their wedding day. (laughs) It's a cute picture. (laughs) Oh shit. It shows her laughing and she's running and the bat is like in her hand and and he's going, Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, a stay-at-home dad set up a fundraiser so he could go out and enjoy a boozy Halloween getaway. That's kind of funny and also weird. Why would you want a boozy getaway from your kid? You know, come on. You know, the, part of the fun of having a kid, you could ask this family that has 12 of them, you know, it's taking them out to, you know, the toy stores and Halloween and all the fun holidays. It's so fun to have kids for holidays. It's amazing. So this is really weird. Um, a bakery owner was left furious because they were forced to close over illegal sprinkles. So they have to stop the use of the sprinkles with immediate effect. And they got angry. And I want to know why they're, I'm going to go scope this out. Why are these sprinkles illegal? Well, sprinkle gate continued for a while. They continue to sell the sprinkles for a while. And then they finally had to shut down and they stopped selling the, <laughs> the sugary delights with the illegal sprinkles. They said the raspberry glazed cookies are still available. They just don't have the sprinkles anymore. But they went for a minute. They were on a sprinkle strike. And, well, there you have it. <laughs> and why are they illegal? Because they come from the United States, include a coloring ingredient, which does not meet UK standards. And the bakery, of course, labeled that as insane because, so what? It's just sprinkles. I mean, seriously, when you're out buying cookies, are you trying to be good? Is it trying to be good for your health at that moment? No, you're like, ooh, cookie, (laughs) you know? I mean, I don't know what, I know that yellow, there's something in the yellow dye that can cause cancer in children. So you do have to be careful of yellow dyed candy, but... I always go for the red candy because the um, that red dye number 40 actually helps alleviate pain. Weird, right? But there it is. Uh, I think we're gonna I'm gonna see if there's any other good uh, stories, or we might have to end on Sprinklegate here. <laughs> okay, two more. A mom has been left mortified after her toddler accidentally live streams her in the shower (laughs) oh that's so sad oh have a phone lock next time (laughs) or hide the phone from the toddler (laughs) that's gonna be a fun story later when that little baby grows up and has (laughs) is bringing his love home to meet mom for the first time well guess what i got a story for you Yeah, paybacks are a bitch. (laughs) A hairdresser shows dangers of box dye as client's hair falls out from boxed dye. You got to be careful, guys. You got to do it right like they say. And don't dye your hair very often. I mean, like once every three to four weeks is what they recommend, um, if at all. It's maybe better not to do it at all, honestly. But, um... 
there's a weird baked bean trend. It's called beaning, and they're like just throwing baked beans at people's cars and shit. Um, there's like three stories about this baked bean warning as police ask shops not to sell tins of beans to kids in TikTok trend. <laughs> what the hell? I got beaned. Like, I've heard of that being beaned, but I didn't know it was actually having beans thrown at your car or at you. Did you guys know that? That is weird. Um, Viewers are baffled as a ghost moves a French bulldog's ball in an unexplained footage. Um, It's not a boy bulldog, I don't think. (laughs) Not that kind of ball. (laughs) He has a ball, he has a little black ball sitting next to him, and and it just started rolling away. So um, there's another ghost story. We, uh, you know... Yeah, so we're going to begin and end on 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 a haunting story. From <laughs> moving a beer in a pub to moving dogs' balls. Ghosts around the world are just, you know, irritating people all over the place. Speaking of menaces to society, my cat, <laughs> she um, was struggling to get uh, this cheesy potato dish that I ordered from the local pizza place because I've never had it before. Thought I'd try it. It's got bacon in it. And it's actually very heavy. I can't eat the whole thing. It's like ridiculously too much food. And for some in- inexplicable reason, it also came with um, naan. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? It's not even an Indian thing. It- it's not Indian food. It's Ecuadorian food. Anyway, it's um, really good, but the cat really wanted to try it, and I kept telling her no. And then um, she saw me. I walked in from the other room, and she scrambled to get off the counter really fast, and she broke her favorite coffee cup that she drinks water from. Aw, poor baby. That's our Knowledge of Raven spell report for the evening. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I love you very much. I'm happy you're here with me. I'm glad we're on this spiritual journey together. Just keep getting better every day in every way, and everything's going to work out. I am going to be back on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. But until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. 
Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep Metaphysical Soul Speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.